0: Hi everyone, Um, welcome to episode 44 of SAMA. During each SAMA episode, we invite an expert to discuss matters area of expertise. Today, we are very lucky to have Dr. Carolyn Dean to talk to us about the importance of magnesium in our diets. Uh, Carolyn is not only a medical doctor, also a naturopath, herbalist, acupuncturist, nutritionist, lecturer, consultant, author, inventor, entrepreneur, and a really nice person. Dr. Dr. Dean has been in the forefront of health issues for over 30 years. She has authored and co authored over 35 books, including The Magnesium Miracle, IBS for Dummies, Hormone Balance, Death by Modern Medicine, and 110 Kindle books. So, welcome to our SAMHER, Carolyn. It's so great to have you on.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Sam. It-
0: magnesium. How important is it, magnesium? I knew as a child, magnesium is important for vehicles, for the wheels.
1: Really? Absolutely. What does what does
0: yeah. it do? Well, mag wheels. Mag is the magnesium. It's like a a wheel that looks like it's made of aluminium. The moulded wheels. Oh. Uh-huh. Really? Don't they I have didn't them Ah, oh. oh, you're too busy studying for your doctors. You know, getting your diplomas and <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, that's interesting because I know in Japan, some of um, a Japanese magnesium company approached me and, and they were telling me all the amazing things they were doing industrially with magnesium, but then yes. they got in, interested in magnesium for health. So right. they wanted to work with me, but you know, I'm, I'm pretty much a loner, but um, yes, magnesium is very important. It, it's used in firecrackers. Oh, it's, I, it burns so brilliantly that yes. it, it's a huge component in firecrackers. Well, what it does in the body, it's the spark of life. So you think of the firecracker, you think yes. of the spark of life. And it performs 700 to 800 different enzymatic functions in the body. And that's a huge amount. And we're talking from head to foot. It, it has a finger in just about everything so it's helping to relax muscles and when you think of your heart as one big muscle and if if the muscle gets clenched that's angina or heaven forbid a heart attack or an arrhythmia Mm. Um, the blood vessels are lined with smooth muscles if those muscles clench up then they'll cause high blood pressure so It's working on the muscles, it's working on the nerves, it it, it creates the nerve firing. And how it does that, magnesium opens the gateway to allow a little bit of calcium into a nerve cell, and then the, the nerve cell is triggered for an action potential, and then the magnesium pulls the calcium out. If you don't have enough magnesium, the calcium builds up in these cells and they trigger themselves to death. And that happens with nerves and muscles. So it's huge for our physicality, what um, magnesium is needed for. And then there's um, balancing the blood sugar by working with the pancreas to release insulin, to help insulin open open up the gateways in the cells for glucose to get in, to help digest all the, the macronutrients, protein, carbohydrates, and fats. It's um, important to have magnesium to the extent that if you have low blood magnesium, it's Mm. a sign of diabetes. So people, when they take a a good, well-absorbed magnesium, their blood sugars actually um, go back into normal, can go back into normal range. Same with cholesterol. Magnesium is a natural statin. And this is in the, you know, in medical studies. My latest um, edition of The Magnesium Miracle 2017, I went from 300 pages to 600 pages. I wrote the first book in the late 90s. And then this book, 20 years, well, 18 years (laughs) later, I had 300 more medical references and 300 more pages. I I had no idea when I started the book how important it was. And even for me, I, I was doing the research and realized that my heart palpitations and leg cramps and kind of neck tension from all the typing and insomnia were related to magnesium deficiency. I, I'm healthier now than I was in my 30s. And I'm, I'm more than double that. So it, it's something that affects every. Every system in the body. Migraine headaches, the first treatment is magnesium. People who get esophageal spasms, you know, they get choking or they cough. They can't swallow vitamins or whatever. Yes. It's, it's kind of rare, but that's a muscle spasm in mm. the esophagus. Uh, even um, acid reflux and heartburn, if the, the esophageal sphincter between the esophagus and the stomach, yes. if that's in spasm, yes. that's heartburn. So you just think of anything that's a nerve or a muscle, mm-hmm. uh, the energy we already talked about, how it makes energy. And I got to the point in my research that I identified 65 disease conditions that can be related to magnesium deficiency. Now, the FDA does not want me saying that. They've actually come after me and my website I'm a rebel, you know, Sam. So they're always going to come after me. I'll, I'll speak my mind. So on my website where we were talking about, well, you know, even just the testimonials, people saying, well, I had AFib and now it's gone because I took your magnesium. Wow. Well, you're not allowed to do that because what the FDA says is that if you claim that magnesium is treating a disease, mm. you are identifying magnesium as a drug. And therefore, you have to go through the billion-dollar drug trial to prove that it's safe and effective. Gosh. Yep. So when I talk about um, magnesium and the diseases, I say, oh, no, no, it's just that these conditions are magnesium deficiency, but they've been misidentified as a disease. And it's not my fault they've been misidentified because when people take magnesium for these misdiagnosed diseases they get better so ergo it was a magnesium deficiency and what we're doing is um, we have to use the word structure and function we are supporting the structure and function of the body by identifying magnesium deficiency and giving magnesium so there take that fda
0: (laughs) of these of these 65 diseases how many could be reversed if you, like you've identified magnesium deficiency as being the cause or most likely cause of these diseases. But once you have them to reverse something is always harder.
1: Well, what's interesting is um, a lot of our customers, they've been ill for a long time. They've given up. They, they think it's hopeless because they've, Mm. they've been treated with, medications for all their magnesium deficiency symptoms but once they read the read the literature that i offer and and come to the realization you know left brain realization that oh my gosh this makes sense and then their right brain takes over and they say man that that my intuition tells me i better take magnesium Mm -hmm. and they just take it and they they feel better and I do have other minerals. I just have a couple of products. I've I've made it so convenient for people that it's just a couple things you need to get your building blocks. And once people start feeling better uh, taking magnesium, it gives them a new lease on life. It gives them hope. And then they start um, doing better on their diet. They get they're able to get exercise because they have more energy. They're right. sleeping better. So to me, it's like a gateway. The magnesium is a gateway to health. And people just get better and better. It's, um, it's a continuum. And we never um, like to say or promote or even give an, any indication that magnesium is like a drug what it is it's something your body's been missing probably for decades and when you build it up build up your magnesium stores uh you get to a point where you're you can say your magnesium saturated and then you can cope with stress the thing about um having stress you know where people now they're talking about their adrenals are shot their thyroid is low their sex hormones are in the tank and they all go together. One, you know, When one set of hormones kind of declines, the others try to make, make mm. up for it and then they decline. But um, with something like stress, it's constantly draining your adrenal glands, your adrenaline, if you don't have magnesium to build your adrenaline back up. Magnesium and vitamin C and uh, good hydration and rest. One of the blogs that I wrote about these you know, poor people with adrenal fatigue or even chronic fatigue is called lying down therapy. You've got to rest. A lot of, um, especially women who are trying to fight their way through chronic fatigue they'll just think i can power through it you know i powered through uh pregnancies and Mm -hmm. working and taking care of the whole family including my partner who doesn't do anything and i'll power through this but that there's a certain um, point where Mm -hmm. you really have to just lie down and rest and take care of yourself and take your magnesium and your other uh, few nutrients that will build the body. And I know you're going to get to the question, but uh, we talked about how diet um, really isn't helping people because the soil is depleted.
0: How did you know? This, that was going to be my next question because some the countries some countries are low. and I know New Zealand is low in iodine and other countries are low in other yeah. minerals.
1: Yeah. <sighs> well, if it... Uh, Yes, the con- there are countries like Africa. There was big studies showing how low they were in selenium in yes. the uh, the high AIDS con- high AIDS incidence countries, and uh, selenium is important for the immune system. Well, oh, when wow. right, when you look at the um, agriculture, the farming practices have have taken minerals out of the soil. Mm-hmm. And they haven't been replaced. That's all. Okay. The fertilizers that are used are nitrogen-based, you know, potash. There's not much going back in, and mm-hmm. there's a lot coming out. And uh, they just reached a point where there was so little that 100 years ago, the U.S. Department of Agriculture could measure 500 milligrams of magnesium in an average diet. And now we're lucky to get 200. So from 500 to 200, Mm. you need five or 600 a day to, to deal with the stress. The, Mm. the RDA of magnesium is said to be like 350, 400. That's not Mm. even enough Mm. to meet daily requirements. So it's not in the soil. I see this over and over again. Um, I'll get customers, talking to me about, well, I'm, I'm drinking 40 ounces of green drink a day. I'm eating raw. You know, I eat vegetables until they're coming out of my ears, but I have heart palpitations and leg cramps. Yes. And they take magnesium and they, the, um, the Remag that I have. Within a couple of days, they say, oh, my gosh, all my symptoms are gone. And they're, they're fast.
2: That fast. they are
1: quick to respond because they are clean they're you know they are eating well mm-hmm. they they're just missing their minerals gosh mm-hmm.
0: gosh just missing that little little supplement well you the essential food gosh yeah. um I've forgotten my other question you, you didn't oh. I was but I was going to ask you about the different countries what what, what foods can are naturally high in magnesium are there any foods that you can
1: Well, if if it's in the soil, then um, deep green leafy vegetables, nuts and seeds, uh, cacao is high in magnesium. So you can um, make a dessert with uh, a huge heaping tablespoon of cacao, a couple of tablespoons of coconut oil, maybe a little bit of a sweetener. I use just like sugar. And you you take a frozen banana, a little two inch piece of frozen banana. Yes. Roll that in that mixture. Yes. And you've got a nice coated. It it solidifies because of the it's the frozen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you've got a nice little treat, and that's <laughs> that's. Um, the, of course, coconut oil is awesome because mm. it has antifungal and anti everything properties. Mm. And the the cacao is high in magnesium and other minerals. Sea seaweed is high in the ocean. You've got three times the magnesium as calcium. Oh. And you know, there's a there's this whole calcium magnesium business, which I'm sure you're going to ask me about, where the the, the mineral of... You,
0: you don't need me, do you?
1: <laughs> the mineral of choice this past two decades has been mm. calcium. That's all mm. doctors... Oh, mm. you have to take... You How old are you? Oh, forty-five. Okay, you better start taking calcium. Yes, yes. So what happened, and I think it was out of New Zealand, Boland, B-O-L-L-A-N-D. He's done a half a dozen studies and they all culminate in showing that women who are simply taking calcium supplements are getting um, heart disease they're at a much higher risk for heart disease because they're calcifying their arteries they're calcifying into gallstones um, heel spurs mm. kidney stones mm. and the calcification of their their carotid arteries their heart coronary arteries their kidney arteries so they're becoming calcified because what magnesium does in the bloodstream. And in the soft tissues, is it um, solubilizes calcium? It will melt calcium out of the soft tissues and direct it to the bones and teeth where it belongs. Right. And mag- magnesium is necessary to make the bones more, um, more um, pliable, less brittle. Like if you just had a pure calcium bone, calcium mm. carbonate, like a piece of chalk, you drop that chalk, it'll shatter. Yes. And that's what's happening to women now who just take calcium. Their bones are too brittle and they shatter. Yes. The bone drugs like Fosamax make um, the bones brittle and they shatter. Yes. So, yes. It's, uh, yeah, it's very important for the bones.
0: I've heard stories of um, heart attack um, patients when they get put them to the ambulance, they have some drops of magnesium under the tongue for sublingual. Ah, it's-
1: Oh, that's awesome. I know there have been studies where they, they run a magnesium IV in, in the ambulance as soon as they, they uh, feel that it's a heart attack. And, yes. and the studies show that you know, a huge survival rate, less blood clots, no arrhythmias. Mm. And A lot of people after a heart attack will have a ventricular arrhythmia and that will kill them. Yes. And the studies have been awesome. But because the drug companies were afraid of magnesium, they did studies um, using magnesium compared to drugs. And instead of giving the magnesium straight away, they waited 24 to 48 hours. And then they said, oh, it doesn't work because they didn't do it right. And then that result became the, <clears> the known, yeah, became the law in yeah. medicine. Horrible.
0: Oh. That should be readdressed, shouldn't it?
1: Yep. So
0: um, what other roles does magnesium play in your body? i uh, have talked right. about the bones and we've talked about the, uh, the nerves, the the um the transfer of signals. I guess with your brain being a whole bunch of nerves as well, like I mean, it would be pretty important up there, wouldn't it?
1: Absolutely. And um, what um, there's a a study, um, animal study. It was either mice or rats that was done with um, magnesium three and eight. I don't know if you came across that. Magnesium no. three and eight has become a big magnesium product and. I don't like to put magnesium down, but what happened with the Magnesium 3 8 study is they compared it to a different form of magnesium. And they said, oh, well, this one gets into the brain. It's much better. And, and it, it's, they kind of implied it's the only one that gets into the brain. And when I read the study, it showed there was a 7% increase in the magnesium in the cerebral spinal fluid for this magnesium three and eight compared to the other magnesium seven percent with that seven percent increase, is that we're the best you know yes. we're the top you have yeah. to take this if you want to get magnesium into your brain mm. and what they totally ignored is every study that's ever been done with any magnesium shows mm. that magnesium helps the brain yes it's you know it's not even magnesium oxide which is only 4% absorbed and it's not that the magnesium oxide the big compound gets into the brain or even the mm. magnesium eight. what happens with magnesium compounds is it's they break down like our our product is magnesium magnesium chloride so we stabilize our magnesium as an ion and chloride is over here. And the magnesium ion can get anywhere. It is so tiny. We call it picometer in size. So these tiny stabilized ions stay stable long enough that they, they get right into your cells, into mm. your brain, cross mm. a blood-brain barrier. Whereas if it's not stabilized, magnesium is such a reactive substance, it's always binding back up to okay. either the oxide or anything. It'll just, yes. It'll just bind up and not be available to get into the cells.
0: Right.
1: So that's, that's what we're looking at is the, this new technology that I'm working with. I, I told you I, I was the poster child for magnesium deficiency, but I'm also the poster child for not being able to take magnesium because of the laxative effect. Oh. so there I was oh uh, my you know I did the research for the book and I said oh my gosh you know I have magnesium deficiency I started taking magnesium and, and boom you know I had the horrible laxative effect I couldn't take anything and for 10 years after I wrote the book and I was doing a lot of work with magnesium companies and I was trying to get a company to make a non-laxative magnesium mm-hmm. and they said oh no it's expensive it'll cost too much it, you have to do a lot of patient education or consumer education so they wouldn't do it so finally I did it and that's what I'm working with now and what it's it's a huge breakthrough because most therapeutic magnesium when you try to use enough to make a difference either to break through the the severe magnesium deficiency or break through all the side effects of the drugs or the surgeries, etc. you have to use large amounts. I had to take 1,200 milligrams for my heart palpitations. Wow. And the, As I said, the RDA is like 350, 400. Mm. And this was at a time when I would take a new multiple, for example, and there'd, there'd be 50 milligrams of magnesium in it, and I'd get the laxative effect so it's a huge
2: Lucky, it's a yeah. huge
1: breakthrough, yeah, from fifty milligrams to be able to take twelve hundred milligrams and yes. and it's i don 't know if it's it'll ever I doubt if it'll make mainstream this type of thing because um mainstream is so conditioned to to drug based medicine that um, they just won 't look at the fact that. Wow, if you can take enough magnesium, you can get rid of so many magnesium deficiency symptoms that, you know, we could all be dancing like a kid again.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But that's, that's how, um, how uh, important it is or how, um, how, well, how much we need magnesium for one thing. 80% of the population is deficient. So if you think about 80, eight out of 10 people who go to a doctor with symptoms that could be magnesium deficient, and they could be treated with magnesium instead of a drug, I mean, it, it's monstrously huge. <laughs> and instead, what, what happens? We get someone who's very stressed out. They go to the doctor. Their blood pressure is a little elevated. The doctor says, well, look, you've had this before. Let's put you on a diuretic. You're developing high blood pressure. The diuretic drains out their potassium, their sodium, and their magnesium. But we don't measure magnesium. In an electrolyte panel, we do not measure magnesium. So we ignore magnesium, that's um, deficiency that's created by the diuretic. And the stress Mm -hmm. alone means that the person was magnesium deficient. They go back to the doctor in a month, their blood pressure worse because they're more magnesium deficient. So mm. the doctor says, oh, we caught your blood pressure just in time. Let's give you two more
2: <laughs> blood
1: pressure drugs. You know, We'll beat this. Let, you know, let's get it. So they give it. As, actually, one of the drugs is usually calcium channel blocker because they yes. know calcium is a problem, yes. but they don't know that magnesium is a natural calcium channel blocker. So now you have three drugs. You come back in a couple more months for blood tests to make sure the drugs aren't harming your liver.
0: Mm. And
1: all of a sudden, your cholesterol is elevated because you're losing magnesium, and so you lose the natural statin.
0: Mm. Your
1: blood sugar is elevated because Mm. you're losing the benefits of magnesium to help balance your blood sugar. So you're put on two or three more drugs. You're on six drugs now, and you're on your way to heart failure.
0: Yes. It's all thanks to drugs.
1: <laughs> Yay. Well, that's the business model. Keep yes. them coming back.
0: Keep them coming back. Now, I wanted to ask you a question. I'm sure you know I'm going to ask it, but I'll ask it anyway. Now, you're using a uh, magnesium chloride, which is an ionic form of magnesium, ions being basically yeah. single molecules, so it's the smallest you can get. Now, my question yeah. is this, um, and I'll, I'll, word it, I'll word it this way. Um, if, well, many people realize that if you put a rusty nail or few nails under a citrus tree. The, the tree will draw up the the, the rust, mm-hmm. the uh, the ferric oxide, uh, and right. it, it'll, it'll put into the into the um, into the fruit, and mm-hmm. the, the plant also grows extra fast. Now, can you do a similar thing with magnesium? Can that be? Can magnesium become more bioavailable by putting it into the soil in the form of
1: mm-hmm.
0: magnesium? Have tr-
1: some salt. Well, Epsom salt, that's been used as a um, fertilizer. I live uh, in the midst of golf courses on Maui. That sounds dreadful. (laughs) one, eight eighteen 18 golf courses in Maui, Gosh. which is great because yes. it, it maintains the green space. But anyway,
2: yes.
1: Yes. There, there's the trucks that go along um, Sunday mornings. So I mm. walk the golf course every day, about four miles. Mm. And so right, straight away, as soon as I saw that, I went to the, the barrels that they're using. Mm. And they're all minerals. And the biggest barrel is magnesium. Wow. So magnesium does well. You think of chlorophyll, yes. right? Yes. The chlorophyll yes. molecule. What's in the center? Magnesium. And chlorophyll is to hemoglobin as well. Chlorophyll is to plants as hemoglobin is to humans. What's at the center of the hemoglobin is an iron mineral. Yes. So anyway. Magnesium is absolutely necessary for plants. And yes. and yes, good farmers replace magnesium into the soil. But what has to happen with minerals is you have to have um, worms and bugs and different things mm-hmm. t- to chew up the minerals, break them down into the ionic form. Because the, um, the plant rootlets, the little yes. tiny rootlets, Mm -hmm. They are picometer in diameter. Yes. So they will only allow picometer size minerals or, or ions. I don't know. That's a good point. Is it just ions they're taking up? Um, into, their, into the plant body. And then we eat the plants and we get these minerals. And, and yeah, plant-based minerals or food-based minerals are a lot easier to digest than non-ionic nutrients. Mm. I, for example, um, I only um, recommend 600 milligrams of magnesium a day. Okay. I also recommend 600 milligrams of magnesium. So it's a one-to-one. Hmm. But the RDA in the U.S. is 1,200, 1,500 milligrams. They you are know, twice, three times as much. Oh. Hmm. And what's happened there is we become more calcified because we don't have enough magnesium to dissolve the calcium. Hmm. But we can usually get our calcium in the diet if, we're, if we are able to eat dairy products. And just to show you what how well-absorbed minerals are from food, if I go on a yogurt binge and and you know buy a whole quart of yogurt and eat it in a couple of days, I start developing a, a little jump in my heart, which reminds me, oh my gosh, I've absorbed too much calcium based on oh, wow. on my daily magnesium, so I better mm. take a little more magnesium. So it's those types of self. Um, what self-diagnosis or observing mm. yourself that I I really encourage people to do. You really you cannot leave your body to a doctor who's going to spend seven minutes with you and doesn't know anything about nutrients. You cannot um, leave them to make the choices to to just give you drugs when you have a nutrient deficient. Um, symptom. And what a a lot of people put so much faith in doctors, they think, well, when I go to my doctor, my doctor wants what's best for me, and it's going to keep me healthy. Hmm. That's not their job. Their job is to find a disease and give you a drug. And a lot of times, it's just the only thing that they know to do. So they give you a prescription. And then you think, oh my gosh, I'm uh, I guess I must be sick, or the doctor wouldn't have given me the drug. No, the doctor gives you a drug because that's the only thing they know how to do.
0: Gosh. But in medical training, you are saying before the SeBA started again that it was highlighted that they didn't know the importance of magnesium because it was involved with all the different steps. Mm-hmm. Um, but- no, they
1: didn't. everybody was asleep during biochemistry. <laughs> you see my the 200 hours in med school biochemistry it was all there but nobody paid attention and there were no doctors who came in and said see these steps that show that magnesium is needed for energy when your patient comes in and has no energy tell them to take magnesium and what happened with magnesium getting back to the absorption and this magnesium oxide business, most of the original magnesium studies were done with magnesium oxide. It's only 4% absorbed. So it's an awesome laxative. 96% of it goes out through the urine and the, the bowels. Yes. So that's what doctors know about magnesium. Oh, it's a good laxative or it's an antacid. It'll neutralize your stomach acid. So, they have no knowledge of it as a necessary nutrient. They also know about um, high doses of magnesium citrate, 3000 to 5000 milligrams to flush you out before your colonoscopy. Whereas the, the daily amount 300 to 600 milligrams is one tenth of what they're telling you to take. So they think of it as a laxative, or an antacid mm. and even when um, patients ask well shouldn't I be taking magnesium no it's you'll you're, it's a laxative forget about it ah. <sighs> yeah.
0: can is it possible to make a magnesium colloid that is um, using water and apply, applying a potential cost to magnesium rods
1: right.
0: You, you do that for silver, and you get the right. particular size very
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, small. yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. I,
1: well, the colloids are like a conglomerate, so they're they're not going to be absorbed cellularly. They, they They have to be broken down into ions, so I, and I haven't done that, so I don't know for sure. I know a lot of okay. people will put the magnesium chloride in distilled water it's kind of super saturated and call that a magnesium oil that's what i was working with before i created the remag to try, mm. try to you know rub onto my skin as much magnesium as it could but it was to me it was very irritating i would get rashes and okay and yeah you know, i just couldn't get enough on my skin but um because of the laxative effect there was there was many years um I, many years ago for many years people were saying the only way to get enough magnesium without the laxative effect is transdermal okay. but they could never get um transdermal that would give you enough we've with our remag because it's 100 percent absorbed hmm. we have a remag lotion and people swear by that okay. i i have one case of a customer who said her ninety-year-old mother with rheumatoid arthritis refused to take any supplements. You know, she just mm. had to keep with her drugs. So her daughter got our Remag lotion, squirted it all, it all into her body cream. Yes. And her mother would put on this <laughs> body cream religiously. Yeah. And over a period of six months, her blood tests improved to the point where she no longer has rheumatoid factor in her blood. Her doctor Gosh. is uh, and you just can't believe what's going on. Her yeah. rheumatoid nodules are going away. She's feeling so much better that she no longer talks about wanting to die and meet her husband in heaven. So it Taking it's... It away. This is a away. Yeah. yeah, this is a total um, what, blind study where this woman didn't have a clue what she was putting on her skin.
0: Gosh. Okay, so um, it, uh, just for our viewers, transdermal is when it gets absorbed through your skin. Are you saying, Carolyn, that you can add Epsom salts to a bath, and the magnesium does get absorbed by your body?
1: It does, absolutely. There, there okay. are a few small studies that show that. But then, um, there was this 2017 study that they they took all these studies and said, "No, it doesn't work." And it, it's just crazy-making because everybody who I tell to use Epsom salts baths feels better. I've been on the phone with people. This one young teacher, he was having panic attacks, and he said, I can't talk to you right now, I'm having a panic attack. I said, okay, you have Epsom salts at home, yes. Go to your bathroom, put water in the tub, put in a couple cups of Epsom salts, put your feet in it, keep me on the phone. Within minutes, he was feeling calmer. Really? And people who, um, parents with autistic or ADHD kids, Mm -hmm every kid has a bath at night so you put in a, one or two cups of epsom salt and they yes. say they sleep better they stop you know banging their head or you know yeah. banging themselves mm, mm. Um, they're less irritable and cranky they're more focused i mean that's again is a blind study because the kid doesn't know what they're what they're taking or doing
0: gosh and something so simple like so simple
1: yeah have you got yeah well i'm glad let me just say sam i'm glad you brought up the epsom salts because that's kind of where i i will first start with with patients clients customers or Mm. if people People will say, "Well, you know, I'm on these ten drugs. I'm afraid to take magnesium." It's, oh my God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Remember, your grandmother used to use Epsom salts. Do some Epsom salts, and then that gets them, you know, feeling better, and then and they're not so afraid to take magnesium. Gosh,
0: <gasps> is, um, but Epsom salts? Is it poison? Can you eat it? Epsom salts.
1: Um, oh, sure. If you get food grade Epsom salts, okay. you would have to get food grade. Yes, it's a magnesium sulfate, okay. and people, I, I suppose people, um, can take it by mouth. But don't tell the FDA. I told you to. No, uh, you know, I, I don't know. A uh,
0: secret's just between you and me and
1: twelve thousand
0: yeah. Facebook viewers.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah all these things the magnesium chloride if you put anything in your in your mouth, you have to be sure it's food grade, like with our yes. product it it has to go through um, uh like three or four different tests along its production line to make sure there's no contamination and there's what we say is in the in the bottle so the f d a has they're they're important for people um for companies to be guided to make sure that the products that we're making are safe. Yes. And we don't know the safety of something that you're making in your kitchen. So I could never tell someone, yeah, go and mix that up and take it and you'll be fine. You know, that's,
0: you
1: know, quite inappropriate.
0: Okay. Okay. But are there any safe things that people can do? Like, okay, we've got the Epsom salts. Is it anything else Uh, We're getting close to the end of our seminar. Anything you'd like to sort of leave with our viewers? Uh,
1: Well, what I do start out with is is asking people to um, drink enough water. Yes. When you're taking minerals, like I have my Remag and there's Remite, which is a multiple mineral. When you're taking minerals, the way they work in the cells is they pull water. You've got your cell, the mineral goes into the cell, yes. and it pulls water behind it. It's osmosis. Mm. Sure. And then you, the work of the cell um, is supported. So if you're dehydrated, the minerals won't work, and you, you'll, you won't feel – you could even feel worse okay. because you've got – too many minerals and not enough water. So we start our whole protocol with water. And you, do, you take your body weight, your body weight in pounds, cut that in half, and drink that many ounces of water a day. So say you're 100 pounds, then you're going to drink 50 ounces of water. And you say either quarts or liters. Each quarter liter, you put a quarter teaspoon of a good sea salt in it. And you drink that through the day. Um, With our minerals, they're liquid. You put those in the water and and sip that through the day as well. That's another thing about magnesium. If you take a a magnesium and just say, oh, I want to get it all done right now. And you take Mm. the full day's dose at once. Well, that's going to overload your cells and the rest of it goes out. Mm. Yeah, Mm. we we call it the fail safe of magnesium. And just a, a quick thing on that. Humans grew up by the ocean. The ocean water has three times the magnesium as calcium. So we weren't getting enough calcium. So uh, vitamin D was created to grab calcium and keep it in the body we were getting more magnesium than calcium. So we had the fail safe of the laxative effect if we had too much magnesium. And now we've completely turned that around Mm -hmm. so that we're getting like 10 times the calcium as magnesium and we're getting calcified and, and we're, we have so little magnesium that our bodies are shaking and twitching and, and having all these magnesium deficiency symptoms.
0: So plenty of water as well as the mineral intake.
1: Yes.
0: Wonderful. Carolyn, thank you so much for coming on our show. You know, with this discussion we've had, and I see the energy and the vibrancy that you have. You must be been a real live wire when you are younger.
1: <laughs> oh, I, well, I'm, I don't think I've ever changed. I've always been the same live wire. <laughs> really, I always. Yeah.
0: Good on you. Good on you. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you so much for coming on this show. And thank you, viewers. Oh, thank us, you. And thank you, viewers, for, for watching. Okay. bye bye. Ah. Aloha. Aloha.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it must be wonderful in Maui. You got beautiful. I mean, what I've seen, and they've had films there as well. Well, there's a cartoon, yeah. but there's um,
1: yeah.
0: that's a picture of the tropical paradise.
1: Oh um, yeah, I mean, I can. Um,
0: with eighteen different I mean, golf courses.
1: <laughs> yeah, let me um, show you out my window. I'll have to.
0: Oh, palm lift. trees, blue sky, and I can see them yep. through the blinds. Yeah.
1: Oh, we got it all. Okay. I, is this, everybody, is
2: everybody
0: watch it, what we see. It. Everybody, is this a, a view of paradise?
1: Oh. <laughs> and the ocean is just down there.
0: Wow, so close.
1: Yeah. Oh, I feel sorry. Yeah, I'm a 12-minute walk from. um,
0: Feel sorry. Feel sorry for
1: you. (laughs) The ocean. Yeah, I know. I know.
0: How do you you tolerate those living conditions?
1: (laughs) Well, yes, exactly. And (laughs) you know, I guess partly I might have been coming here to retire, but um, it it's only been since I moved to Maui that I've um, I've. really gotten involved with helping people with their nutritional supplements
0: yes Mm -hmm. there's some questions which came through Um, can we Mm. just quickly answer this now that we're doing everything wrong this time aren't we well well um (laughs) now that we've finished uh uh now what what do you think of the morley magnesium protocol have you heard of well
1: oh yeah yeah morley robbins i I have a bit of problem with Morley. He was okay. a hospital administrator, and then he mm. he puts himself forth as a magnesium expert. And
0: okay,
1: he knows my my magnesium. And actually, I won't say much more. Okay. I have. I have problems with <laughs> with someone who's a non-medical person trying to give medical advice it's very dangerous
0: okay uh the second one uh uh theronate uh what do you think of uh three and it's called
1: we talked about that that was the seven percent increase in magnesium oh, in that rats. one that was okay yeah so,
0: so it's a premium yeah. product for seven percent extra uh, Right. yeah, yeah. okay it, and we've covered the optimum amount of magnesium supplementation per day for so this is they're asking for a fifty-year-old. Does does your magnesium requirement change as you age?
1: Um, you can't define it that way. In my experience, it changes depending on your stress level, your burn rate, if you're on medications, if you're an athlete. We didn't even talk about that. The more you sweat, the more magnesium you lose, and you have to replace it. And Gatorade doesn't do it because it's just <sighs> sugar and sodium. So all these poor athletes, they're, they're developing diabetes. And oh, I've, oh. I've had them come to me and say, you know, I've got panic attacks and heart palpitations, but my doctor wants me to take these drugs. And when they've signed a contract with these uh, huge... Um, whatever football, basketball, yeah. mm. um, conglomerates, they have to do what their doctor says or they're in, they, uh, what default their contract, whatever okay. it's called. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So they're, they're stuck. They can't go natural. They okay. can do it on the side, but they have to take the drugs.
0: Okay. So the, the recommended daily intake of magnesium wouldn't change from teenage years to like a 50 year old. Um, one nope. That's just no. Nope. Okay.
1: I mean, look at me. Hundred pounds. I had to take twelve hundred milligrams because I had what decades of deficiency. So Gosh. I tell people three hundred milligrams might might be kind of a maintenance, but you have to mm. get um your stores up first i yes. i developed my magnesium stores for several years now i only have to take uh, 300 milligrams which is awesome
0: it is It is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: hey i really enjoyed our talk carolyn thank you so much for your time
1: you're welcome so, thank you
0: hey i'd like to um ask you back again once you once you've recovered from this one um, oh. the, the death by medicine—that's—that's—that will be a riveting. Um, if, if you're willing, if you're willing, no, you know, no obligation. Okay,
1: well, we'll see how it goes. And actually, what I'd like you to put up, my webmaster wants to check out people to check out this website: okay. www.magmiracle.com dot miracle dot com. And on that website, you get a free um, chapter of my. 2017 edition of Magnesium Miracle, so we'll see. Um, we'll see who um, who grabs that. That will be interesting for me. Okay.
0: Wonderful. Hey, thank you very much, Carolyn. You have a great. Okay, thank you,
1: Sam.
0: you. have a great afternoon. Yeah.
1: yeah, I think I'll go to the pool now. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Get your vitamin
0: D. Bye bye.
1: Yeah. Bye bye. Are you originally from New Zealand? Yes, it?
2: I am, yes.
1: Okay, yeah, because uh, when I went to the website and realized you were doing the Rife Ray, uh, it's out of New Zealand, and the, the Spooky 2 kind of threw me. I didn't know why you chose that name for the, the website.
0: Well, the very first accessory that Spooky had was Spooky Remote, and that mm-hmm. was that is a system where you can transfer frequencies from one location to another without any wires between them.
1: Oh. And,
0: it's, and and you're thinking right at the moment it sounds pretty spooky. <laughs>
1: uh. <laughs> but
0: but but but, you see, but but it's got a secondary thing. It's you know like um, Einstein um, coined the phrase spooky action at a distance. And this Oh is,
1: really
0: and so we picked up on that. It's, it's to do with quantum entanglement and all sorts of things we just don't understand, but they work so we use it.
1: right, um, right. 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 And oh really, yeah, I mean we have no idea of the other dimensions that we just we just kind of ignore there's so much else going on out there.
0: We can only know what our senses can perceive or what our instruments can measure, and if it's beyond mm-hmm. that, how do we know what kind of instruments to make
1: mm-hmm. if we
0: don't know what's out there it is,
1: but anyway, I was saying when um Christopher Columbus came across um the Atlantic and the Indians were on the shore yes. doing whatever they were doing. They could not see the ships because it wasn't in their frame of reference. They just kind of looked, looked beyond the ships because it was so bizarre, I guess, so bizarre for their brain to process that. Yes. So we don't, we don't even see, we don't see what we don't know.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: And, when people just stay within what they think they know or their belief systems or their science, they're really not opening themselves to the possibilities of so much else. So the the spookiness is important because people have to be aware that there are other layers.
0: You know, 300 years ago, if someone was told that in the future, not so distant future, there'd be radio, which is a way of mm-hmm. transporting sound and pictures. Well, not for radio, but for TV pictures over great distances. This, this is no way, no way. You'd be you'd be you will be um burned at the stake.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it is amazing, and and people going around talking to their hand, which with the cell phones. Well, that is that's even crazy for for humans because they're becoming more like robots
0: just ah, you're not the same mind i call mm-hmm. them walking i call them walking zombies <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, they bump into things because they're busy doing something yeah. aw- awfully important yeah. like liking something on facebook or something
1: <laughs> well when i've challenged people you know my friend my commute my friend's community or whatever and i say what are you doing on that thing all the time they say i'm getting rid of apps i don't need i'm getting uh, rid of news feeds i'm getting rid of photos i don't need so they're constantly processing this overload of information that's downloading into their phones cluttering their phones and they constantly have to take care of it they yeah. taking out the garbage. It's it's not time saving at all.
0: They should design a three D app called Life. Oh, hang on. There is a there is a, <laughs> there is yeah. a
1: <laughs> yeah. And you know what they say about Westerners? They 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 die. They're up at the pearly gates, and there's two signs. One sign says heaven, and the other sign says seminar on heaven. And they go to the seminar.
0: <laughs> Gosh. Mm-hmm. yeah I noticed it here in China that people seem oh I've been in China for a while I'm not sure that's um, to this extent in other countries like Maui but um, yeah does does the, how they, they cross a road and I've seen it mm-hmm. probably most times they will go from one side of the road to the other while ignoring anything that's around them because nothing can touch them because they're in their virtual you know, yeah
1: Yes, 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 yes.
0: Is it, the same yeah. where, is it the same in Maui and other places you've been?
1: Oh, yeah. I On Maui, I live um, like a 15-minute walk from a boardwalk that goes in front of five hotels. And they're nice hotels. They're not high, sky high-rises. We kept them to about five, six stories, So they okay. actually fit into the environment. So anyway. I walk along, and there's this big lineup for Starbucks coffee. Everyone's standing in line looking at their phone. And the ocean is right there, and they're not even looking at it. This is how, this is how bad cell phone technology has, has made our brains. And the coffee, they, they're in an environment where they should be energized just by the ocean and nature, but they still have to have their morning coffee. Conspir- which which mm. depletes their magnesium? <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: uh, you know, um, cell phones have only been, they've only taken their grip on sanity um, mm-hmm. over the last few years, really. I wonder, you know, at the rate of decline, or oh, sorry, I shouldn't use the word decline, at the rate of advancement, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder what it's going to be like in another 10 years. That's how advanced. I mean, mm. they're talking. They're talking about you know, having embedded electronics, so you don't even have to look at your hand. You can.
1: Oh. oh, it'll be it'll be chipped. It'll be in our brain, definitely. People are going to beg to be chipped so that they can just you know tap the side of their jaw or whatever and start talking to someone. They're going to want uh. to be chipped so that they don't have to remember their passwords, all the the written form of. Uh, Literacy that they're totally rejecting, so that they can just be a digital body. We talk about it in terms of the. Uh, my husband does a lot of work on uh, media and communication. He um, he was the archivist for Marshall McLuhan, and uh, Marshall McLuhan was the Canadian. They called him the media guru, but he oh. predicted exactly what's going on now. And what what my husband Bob has done is he said, okay. We've got a chemical physical body yes. and we, we sort of step outside that and use our chip body or digital body, TV and internet. We have a TV body because we interface with the TV all the time. And then we, we have a, a kind of a mythical, mystical body, which encompasses the spooky realm. So we've got all these four bodies that we're juggling all the time, and this is partly what's what's driving people crazy because they can't keep they can't keep track of it. <laughs> so it we know it, what's going on. We know what's going mm-hmm. on. It's, all, it's okay. <laughs> and then I I take care of the physical body with with um, my health information and and my products. I I had to move to the stage of products because people they can't eat information they can learn what's going on but they're so stressed so overloaded with with information that um they get burnt out stressed out and then they they do require some some physical nutrient support to deal with it i was making um Making the theory just the other day that I think autism is is these kids who in the womb Because the ears are open in the womb. They hear all this um, Cacophony is it or cacophony and they shut down They shut down even before they're born or they want to shut they're close to shutting down and then the vaccines and the toxins and the antibiotics really just um, put them into a shutdown m- m- mode. Yes. But I think autism is a creation of our digital landscape.
0: Gosh. And that's why, yeah. that's why autism has increased more you know, exponentially really mm-hmm. because yeah. Our communic- digital communications is it digital purely because of the sharp waveforms and the higher harmonics uh, that those produce.
1: Well, when you um, there there are many levels to it. What Marsha McLuhan said was uh, girls don't get as much of this ADHD and autism because they they do a, lo- a lot of fine work or they used to, you yes. know, sewing, knitting. Mm. You know, they're uh, they're not sort of bouncing on the trampolines or doing sports. But there's something about um, eye-hand coordination that's involved as well. There are a lot of things involved, especially when you think that after certain children get their vaccinations, they just disintegrate. And others don't. I mean, that's, mm. that's the reason why medicine says, well, you know, vaccines can't be harmful because they're not killing everybody. You know, wait until they kill everybody and <clears throat> then we'll have proof. So we've, mm. we've got a really crazy situation where nobody's looking at the, the accumulation of the epigenetic factors that will mm. create this ease.
0: If vaccination takes one life or destroys one life, that's one life too many. Um,
1: mm.
0: I, you'd know, yeah. Carolyn, if, if in so called alternative medicine, if, um, if a supplement caused the death of one person, the company yeah. that, you know, that company will be closed down, the company that produced that supplement. But mm. yet we see it all the time with drugs, and, and it seems like it's a different threshold, the bar's not set the same level.
1: Right. Yes, yeah, so I I covered all that in in one of my books called Death by Modern Medicine. Have you come across that?
0: Yes, I have. It's one of my favorite books.
1: <laughs> and you know all the um, drug companies do, along with the FDA. The FDA has to be paid a certain percentage of the the money put into a drug trials, so they're all complicit in making mm. sure that drug mm. trial goes as well as possible for the drug company so they're in in a business they're in it to make money they're they're trying to overlook the drug side effects and somehow they've convinced themselves that people need drugs so we have to make these drugs and all you know it's too bad they have side effects but we have to put up with them not for one minute looking at the safer alternatives because the safer alternatives um, aren't can 't be patented, and they won 't make money so it people just in the public they just don 't seem to be able to to cope with the fact that medicine is that blatantly commercialized. I just spoke the other day to um, the Rotary club here in Maui, and I said to these people look you 're you're all probably retired or semi-retired professionals and, and business people. You've, you've done well, and now you're, you're giving back to the community. And what did you do when, when you specialized in your profession or your career? You left everything else to other specialists, your car to your mechanic, etc. Your health, you left to your doctor. And it would be okay if that was a Marcus Welby. I don't know if you know that name. It was a TV show back when I was growing up. And it was the, the family doctor who came to your house and knew exactly what was going on. Yes, And yes. The, the remedies they gave were mostly common sense. You know, the common sense of, well, <laughs> go to bed, drink some water, stop drinking alcohol. Anyway, so... Yeah. What happened, though, at the same time is, as we became specialists is, mm. is medicine was bought up by the insurance companies and the HMOs, health maintenance organizations. So doctors became employees of a business where they just wanted to make a profit. Yes. So in HMOs, we've got your seven-minute appointment, which you can... And they say, I can't talk to you about more than one symptom at a time. Come back for another appointment. Yes, I've got that. shocking. Shocking. And at the end of the visit, oh, here's (coughs) a prescription for this symptom that you've just told me about. So we've created this incredible situation where doctors are looking for disease so they can treat it with a drug. But patients are going to the doctor to try to stay healthy. And never the twain shall meet. Because in medical school, we learned nothing about nutrients. Absolutely zero about nutrients. In, in our biochemistry classes, I had 200 hours of biochemistry. And every slide up there on the projector had biochemical pathways. Every one of them required a vitamin or a mineral to proceed to the next step. Yes. In in the pathway called the Krebs cycle that makes our energy, like mm. you know, keeps mm. me all bouncy and everything, <laughs> six six of the eight steps in the Krebs cycle require magnesium. Gosh. So if Someone goes to a doctor and says, Oh my gosh, I'm so tired, but you know, I'm tense and I can't sleep and Mm. my muscles ache. And I get up in the morning and I drag myself to work. I'm, you know, I'm just kind of apathetic. Well, that's a magnesium deficiency. Every one of those symptoms is a magnesium deficiency. And the Mm. doctor says, Oh, you're depressed. Here, take this (laughs) drug that's going (laughs) to depress your magnesium even further. Of course antidepressant drugs that we're using SSRIs serotonin reuptake inhibitors a lot of them have fluoride molecules attached to them yes and fluoride will bind to magnesium make something called magnesium fluoride and that compound it's brittle and it gravitates toward the bones and the cartilage and the yes. tendons
2: yes and
1: the side effects of the the uh, like a Cipro antibiotic, which is a fluoride drug, the side effect is tendon rupture. Gosh. But no one is admitting to the fluoride connection with these drugs. And um, they'll say, I, I really haven't even heard a discussion, but they'll probably say, well, you know, in the test tube, we put the, we, we put the Cipro mm-hmm. in there and it doesn't break down. But you take the gut. With trillions of bacteria mm. whose job is to break down anything that comes its way, they will break down these drugs wow. and they will release fluoride or they'll release what whatever's going on. The liver tries to mop it up, yes. but... The liver detoxf- detoxification pathways—they're pretty awesome, but they weren't built for the sixty thousand chemicals that we have in our environment. Now. Uh, just a bit of cleanup on IL five. I've actually been practicing medicine since nineteen seventy nine, so that's thirty eight years.
0: Oh my goodness!
1: Yep, 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 yep. And before that, I went into medicine in my mid mid twenties. Yes, I. Tra- my husband and I had traveled. I'd gotten very interested in health and nutrition. And, and in my honors biology genetics uh, in university, I thought that would be the way to influence, influence the world. And my joke about genetics is yeah, I, w- I was going to search out the stupidity gene and, and clip that out. <laughs> That's but funny. before I got there, yeah. um, I think I was, yeah, I was in my third year of my, um, my science, bachelor of science. And a couple of guys in one of my biology classes said, oh, did you get accepted? And I said, well, I feel pretty accepted. You know, what's up? And they had just gotten into medical school. Now, these were two young guys, probably 19 years old, and they were going to be doctors. And I was horrified. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh, you're going to be doctors? That's terrible so i marched over to the dean of medicine office at my university and who was there but my high school guidance counselor miss elliot who in my my whatever aptitude test um they said i could be an executive secretary or nurse right so this was hear me being one of the top three students in. uh, in high school yes. i was a vice president of the student council because girls couldn't be the president this <sighs> is in 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 the 60s yeah and i said to her you you better fix this yeah. because they they should have put, you know um streamed me t- toward being a doctor but girls weren't doctors back then. I mean, that's how, this is just going back 40, what is it? 40 or so years mm. that mm. we had such discrimination. Women yes. were just supposed to get married and have children yes. I mean, or be, be a teacher, a nurse or a wife or a prostitute. Mm. And you know, I, I wasn't interested in any of those. Okay. So Miss Elliot, she was an assistant to the Dean of Medicine. So I had her support and I got in the next semester cause for, you know, God was on my side and I had all the prerequisites. So I yes. actually it was great, Sam, because rather than, you know, just worrying my whole life, Oh, I so want to be a doctor. I, yes. I hope yes. I pass this mm. test. I didn't mm. even have a thought. I'm, nice. I'm just, a good student. And there yes, I was yes. in medicine and with all, you know, my knowledge about nutrition health and lifestyle, I actually, I thought I could make a difference. And one of the things that almost, um, prevented me from getting in was the, the third year medical students interview, interviewed the applicants, the the uh, new students who wanted to get into medicine. Hmm. And they thought I was too naive about medicine. They thought um, I, I was a, like a Pollyanna. <laughs> the words were, you know, she thinks she can make a difference. She thinks she, she can actually improve medicine. Yeah. She's, you know, she's gonna be rudely awakened. And that's what these poor third years—that's what they had come to. They were so cynical and so beaten down.
0: Well, they still had the stupid gene in them, didn't they? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah They still had the stupid <laughs> gene. But anyway, that, that's all—that's all water under the bridge. Here I am now, fifty odd years later.
0: But you've got po- such a positive energy. Yeah. Well, I do the math. <laughs> but you, you've got such a positive. And this, po- you probably—I mean. Back then, you would have had the energy of youth to compound with this energy that you, you know, so they would have said, as a Pollyanna, but when you watch a Pollyanna film, she's a girl that just was, you couldn't put her down. She kept on bouncing yeah. back up again. Yeah. Right, right,
1: right. So isn't
0: that a positive? Yeah. That's a positive, surely. <laughs> and so I
1: know, I know, but in medicine, the way they, they train doctors, um, it's hospital-based, everybody's got a problem. Um, the attitude of doctors back then was don't get friendly with your with your um, patients. Right. I was I was caught sitting on the bed of one old fisherman. I li- this was in Nova Scotia, Canada, so yes. it was the coast. So I I was sitting sitting on the bed of this old fisherman, getting his history. Mm. Now the thing of it is, I was going deaf at the time. I have um. a hearing condition. And I had to hear him, but um, when the clinician came by with the rest of the students, he started admonishing me about sitting on the bed of a patient. And then a little while later, um, we were at the bed of this, uh, t- like a 25-year-old young man with a condition called ankylosing spondylitis. Oh, gosh. and that's the condition where the spine just it it gets rigid. Solid. And the bones.
0: The calcium. Yeah.
2: Goes, yeah. yeah.
1: And um, and this clinician in front of this young man just sort of read his death sentence. And I was just appalled. And and I said to this Dr. Gabsley, I said, um, actually, I'd like to talk to you after <laughs> after this session. And I just lit into him. And, you know, I'm not a big person, so they just kind of made a joke of it, you know, don't get in the way of Dean, you know, she'll come after you, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. So, it, you know, I had, I had my say and um, I you'd would have, speak up.
0: You'd have lost your polyanid label then, wouldn't you?
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, I mean, it,
1: medicine is crazy. Actually, I was just reading um, one of the Medscape uh, forums talked about, would you let your patient call you by the first name? Now here it is, 2017, and some of these doctors, there were like 800 replies to this editorial. Mm-hmm. I would never let a patient call me by my first name. You know, I'm, you have to maintain your status with these patients, you can't let, I mean, it was just draconian, the way some doctors think. They, they feel themselves so superior to their patients, but they're off- only offering them drugs. And the, their status is declining. So I think the more their status declines, the more they, they lash out against patients.
0: Right. Before Seba officially started, we started talking mm-hmm. about the training that doctors have in nutrition.
1: Yeah. And oh, gosh,
0: yeah. Can we cover that Zero. again?
1: <laughs> Zero. None. It's, it's just impossible to imagine that this day and age there's no Mm. nutrition training and Mm. and what happens then is the public because of the internet you can get any amount of information on the internet and a lot of it is contradictory people don't know where to turn um I ended up, you know, with my different newsletters and online wellness program, people just started to say, look, just tell me what to do. You know, I trust you as a resource. I just can't make make out what's going on in, on the internet. But yes, the you will still have doctors saying to patients, it doesn't matter what you eat. I mean, my worst nightmare was in, in my internship. I was in Toronto by then at the Mount Sinai. Um, hospital. And um, all the chiefs of staff would interview the various interns. So I was mm-hmm. sitting with the, with the chief gastroenterologist. So there he was, way overweight, with a can of soda in one hand, a bag of chips in the other, and a, and a bag of candies on his desk. So I said, do you think diet plays any role in gastrointestinal <laughs> disease, doctor? And he says, no, No. not a bit. (laughs) So that's what we were trained. It's unbelievable. Yes. And we know, and there is some medical acceptance of of gluten being problematic, the the different uh, um, dairy proteins being problematic, and we don't have the enzyme for lactose. Uh, break down as we get older. I mean, we know all these things. People get better overnight when they they avoid things that they can't digest. So, when doctors when doctors believe what we were told in medical school that when you finish your medical training, you'll know everything there is to know about the body, and if anything else comes along, it's it's either quackery or wrong. Mm. So doctors will not, most of them, they won't um, refer to chiropractors or naturopaths. They tell you just to eat eat your diet, don't worry, don't bother with supplements. They they just have this brainwashed, uh, very closed way of looking at their patients because the modus operandi of medicine was look at a patient's symptoms to diagnose a disease and treat the disease symptoms with a drug and nothing else gets in the way of, of their, um, that focus.
0: Mm. The, um, the doctors is, it's not really a fault of theirs that I know they, it's just their training. I've, I've met quite a few yeah. doctors that have got good hearts and they truly mm-hmm. do want to help, but they're they the equipment, the knowledge that they've been given
1: can't mm-hmm.
0: handle the larger picture
1: right and then when they get into practice if they if they're not giving the same amount of drug prescriptions as the as their um, the average doctor if they're not making referrals if if they um, take too long with patients if they talk about alternatives they start getting reprimanded they do
2: i didn't it's, know that
1: and you know they get attacked i was attacked in canada because i said bad things about sugar on national tv that that's how bad it, it is for doctors who try to speak out i'm not mm-hmm. well i have a license um in california now but i don't practice there i stay away from california i, I live in maui and i have my my su- online supplement business so i'm I just keep my license just to say, yeah, I have a license, you know, what? but if I had a license and a practice saying the things I do, I would be attacked all the time. The way it is now, actually, because I was uh, attacked about the sugar and then um, they sent a plant into my office uh, who accused me of of refusing to give him a homeopathic remedy for his allergies. And under that complaint, I was, um, actually it was a kangaroo court that was um, convened three years after I left Canada. I went to New York to do AIDS and chronic fatigue research using alternative Mm. methods. Yes. So they had a kangaroo court. They pretended to take away a license that I hadn't had for three years just so they could um, kind of keep the lid on alternative medicine. It's like, well, look what happened to her. It'll happen to you, too, if you don't toe the line. And that's how they keep doctors um, under under the thumb and, uh, you know, prevent us be- from becoming um, mainstream in any way and promoting a non-drug um, protocol.
0: Gosh. Gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now the subject this week is magnesium. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who knew?
0: Now before the, before the end of this um, summer, well the summer's finished, but I'll, I'll share this with everybody. What we have here is a, an organite pyramid. It's um, made by Masaki, and um, it's a powered one. It's got, um, it's, <laughs> oh gosh, it looks like silver silver um, pieces of metal in there. It's got gold flakes. It's got a coil, a special Mobius coil, which is powered. It's got a crystal on top. It's all encased in an organite pyramid, and it's got power for the um for the led which you can probably see there, it's, it glows different colors um if you want to visit akaida.com that's a-k-a-i-d-a um they've um my sells sells them there he sent this to me as a trial to see what i thought of it and i think it's marvelous <laughs> i have it going at night time because it looks pretty it's supposed to help with the sleep concentration and um does it make breakfast in the morning? Though I think that must be in the uh, the next model up. But it's a, it's a it's a beautiful beautiful pyramid. Even just for aesthetics, to have this on your mantelpiece, and people look at it and think, "Wow, this it looks pretty impressive," and and it is really impressive. The amount of work that must have gone into this. So um, thank you, Masaki. He sent this to me. <laughs> um, it was totally unexpected, but it, it, it's um, it's beautiful. I've never seen a pyramid so so beautiful. In the, in the past, I actually bought this one here, which is a Shungite pyramid. It's made from Shungite, which is a uh, meteor only available from a part in Russia. And um, this is supposed to have a very calming, um, calming effect. So you have this, you know, this beside you in the bed, which I do, which I do. But this one, this one here, just so beautiful. It's sort like a work of art. So, um, yeah. Thank you, Masaki. You've made a piece of a beautiful um, sculpture here, and it seems you're working. I'm sleeping well, focusing well, with lots of energy. And now, of course, i have got to make sure I've got lots of magnesium in my diet after uh, this talk with Carolyn. And I'd love to have her back on to talk about Death by Medicine, it's, it's a book that she's written, um, explaining how medicine has—it's um, it's not all—it's um, not all good. It's—it's a um, it's dark side as well. And um, she's a brave woman. She's written a book, and I'd love to have her discuss this with us at some time in the near future. Okay, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in and um, um, and for the questions that you've asked. Uh, we, we covered the final questions at the very end after the seminar actually finished. But, you know, when you talk to someone so interesting as this, you know, she she's full of knowledge, and she's... Um, She's like a goldmine, and so th- we, she can. We can talk about other items, and, and each each sentence she says just opens your eyes up more to reality, what what, what really is out there, and and um, you know, teaches us so much. So, um, it's been it's been fantastic having her on board. Um, you know, I love sailors. Now you just um, you walk away and you, you think, gosh, you know, I wish I'd known this earlier. Well, now you know, now you know the uh, you know the 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 um the the importance magnesium has in your diet and how easy it is to actually increase the amount of magnesium in your diet. You don't need to have have it as a supplement, you know, as an as a, um, over-the-counter, something you've got to buy, but I guess that makes it easier, especially if you live in a country which is low in magnesium. And I guess, you know, with extensive farming, most countries are. So um, there, if you've got migraines, if you have panic attacks, if you have heart palpitations, that might be the slow magnesium. You don't need a drug, you just need a food. Thank you once again for watching. Catch you next time, bye bye.